Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey, welcome to uh, One Meal, One Workout. We are going to talk about today a tread feeder. What is a tread feeder? Well, hang on, and in just a few minutes, you'll find out. And hopefully, it may inspire you to build one yourself, and I think you can do it. If you have a dowel rod, a plumber's wrench, some duct tape, a hammer drill, I'm just kidding, you don't need any of those things. And a roll um, of lifesavers. And a roll of lifesavers, exactly. And MacGyver. Um, but seriously, we're going to talk about a tread pewter with my friend Stephen Campbell. Um, but before that, I just want to say hello and welcome back to our first officially scheduled in the new pod pod marks moved in and we're back on the schedule podcasting guy to my friends hi how many hyphens is there in that title seven hi welcome back so mark don it is exciting to be back and before we even go any further mark tell us about the new pod pod have you come up with a name for it? are you going to call it the, the rent pod or anything like that well i don't know i i, I like pod pod but it's really sort of the 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 base pod. pod basement pod so uh i this first time i've ever been in a house with a basement uh in my life well not been in a actually it may be the first time i've been inside a house with a basement actually it's it's very unusual in the part of texas i'm from uh to have basements so anyway this house has a basement and so rather than assembling the pod pod in the garage i actually get to put cars in the garage imagine wow. that and um to put the pod pod down here but you know it was designed to go in my garage in a very specific space so here it's not uh quite fitting exactly like it used to so things are just kind of stacked up and uh literally i have two walls hanging from the ceiling with some nylon rope because that was the only way i could get them to stand up um so uh, it's it's all coming together. It's working ish. Uh, if you're watching the uh, feed, you can see some rafters behind me because I ran out of uh, soundproofing material because this space is bigger than the other one, and because I think some of my soundproofing material was mistaken for trash and thrown away. So, it stayed with your uh, stayed with your cordless drill and the table, right? <laughs> yes, yes. It, there are a few things that simply didn't make the trip. They they didn't want to move, and uh, so. Uh, they are still either in in my garage in Texas or in a dump, uh, 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 not dumpster, but in a in the dump in Texas. Right. Well, it's exciting to have it back up and going. Not that I minded having it in my uh, in the pod pod annex, but it's great to be kind of back in the uh, back in the saddle and back online. So, uh, in a, in I have a suspicion. I suspect that later on in the podcast we'll talk more about Don's that we talked about earlier um but i just wanted that for all those that donated um toward the charity that the mud race that don and i were going to do uh, we appreciate the donations they 100 percent went to the charity anyway we paid for our registrations out of our own pocket your money went directly to the charity and we really appreciate that but unfortunately due to injury and illness we weren't able to do it um Don's entire household ended up with a bad case of the flu. There was a pox upon his house. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. And, you know, we, Cheryl and I actually, we talked about let's drive all the way. Let's just drive straight six hours to Jacksonville and get a hotel room. And then we thought, well, if we do that, who's going to watch my six-year-old son while we do the mud race? And I guess I could strap him to my back. You know, we were, we were talking crazy talk there for a little bit. So long story short, <clears throat> uh, due to illness and injury, the Flow Rock mud race did not happen. 
So we're just well, going to have another one. You just weren't there. Didn't happen for us. Didn't happen for one meal and workout. The one meal and workout team was in absentia, as we say in Latin or, or Italian. I'm not sure which one that is. Or maybe it's some some uh, romantic language. We were not there at the at the Flow Rock. So Don, once we get all of everybody back to 100, percent we're just gonna have to pick another one. All right, let's do it. Hey, uh, we'll go for. Uh, there's a. They have announced uh, Tough Mudder in Jacksonville. I'm really, 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 really wanting to do that one. When is it? Uh, tw- I think it's May 2013. That sounds good to me. I'll have had a couple of months to recover from the uh, marathon. That'd be I'll good. probably be walking again by then. Let's do it. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. we will. We'll we'll save my foot for later. But let's just say that um, cortisone requires a big boy needle. Oh yeah, I don't even want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't say that ever again. But, but it could have been way worse. Yeah. Big market so, teaser. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't want we big market teaser. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out what happens to Don's foot, Mark's hair, and Aaron's nose. I've got another big market teaser. Tune in tomorrow night uh, live uh, for the, uh, um, what's that show? Periodic Table. Uh, You don't even remember the name. It's been so long. If you're listening to this on Friday, it'll be out tomorrow. So either way, it's tomorrow. Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll talk about a man with no arms and no legs who swam across the, the Bering Strait. So... Thinking of it, talking about it could be worse. Was his name Bob? Put him boom. One of the old junior high jokes. So, uh, guys, what's going on in your life? Anything exciting before we bring our guest on that's going on in your lives in general, other than Don having a cat? Don has a cat in his lap. Two cats. Well, there's one cat in my lap, yes. We got my daughter cats. Awesome. We got me cats. Yeah, like I, said, I don't think, uh, I doubt your daughter's changing the litter box at one year old, but. Uh, but she loves them. She's she just squeals in excitement every time she comes back. We got them in a little separate room in our house until well, gotta, they get used to being in the house. I, I got to tell a funny story. My son Nathaniel. If you've listened to many episodes of the podcast, you've you've heard Nathaniel before. You've seen Nathaniel before. So yesterday, Nathaniel and, and my wife and one of his schoolmates and his schoolmates' mom all went to a local eatery. Um, that's been quite. Uh, controversial lately it's called chicken filet they went to chick-fil-a for dinner because it was the school spirit night so basically a portion of the proceeds from that night go to the local elementary school so they went down there and my wife looked over just in time to see my son nathaniel punch his friend so of course she said nathaniel you can't do that you know you're not supposed to hit and he said mom i'm just obeying the school rules and she said what are you talking about he said the school rule is you do unto others you treat others the way you want to be treated and Grant hit me, so he must have wanted to been hit. And I found that logic fairly unassailable. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to argue with that. It really is. He did exactly what the rule said. Grant must have wanted to get hit because Grant hit him first. So uh, we explained that there are certain times um, <laughs> that that's probably not the case. And uh, he, he was okay with that. But it's kind of a funny story. He um, he He tends to be a little bit regimented on certain things he's a black and white guy he's you know he, he's he's been known to say things like but you said this and that's it you can't we you know we can't change it there's no changing he said it therefore it must be you can't go back you know if if, if we were to say for example mark don um cheryl nathaniel we're all going out to dinner and we get in the car and we and we say we're going to go 
to sweet tomatoes. Nathaniel's like, great, I love sweet tomatoes. We get there and it's burned to the ground. He would say, why aren't we eating at sweet tomatoes? Well, Nathaniel, is, it's burned to the ground. I don't care. You said we were eating at sweet tomatoes. Let's drive to another sweet tomatoes. <laughs> Nathaniel, the next closest sweet tomatoes is an hour and a half away. Uh-huh. <laughs> you the, promised. The school, the school rule is <laughs> you, do what to, you do to other people what, that, what you want them to do to you. So he must have wanted me to hit him. So anyway, that's my, that's my son. He's, he's quite funny. And I was extremely proud of him today. And he was extremely proud to me. He came to me as soon as I got home with a little slip of paper and it said, um, good uh, super art listener or super listener in art today. So he got a little uh, great job for listening and paying attention in class, which if you know Nathaniel, that is a phenomenal thing because that's something hard for him to do sometimes is to, to focus and pay attention. So starting that at, is indeed starting significant. first grade correctly other than the punching, but that didn't happen at school. All right. You ready? We bring it on, Steven. Ready to make the phone call? Ready to make the Google magic happen? Indeed. Let's Asynchronously. All right. We have with us today Mr. Stephen Campbell, good friend of mine from work, but he also happens to be the owner of his own fabulous contraption. And uh, I asked him to come on the show today and talk about it. So, Stephen, say hello to everybody out there. Hey, everyone. Fantastic. Don, Mark, you've already met Stephen. Stephen, you've already met Don and Mark. So, we're going to jump right into it. And first, I'm going to have Stephen. Tell a little bit about himself, just kind of who he is. So the people out there listening to this podcast are like, who's this Stephen guy that's on the podcast and, and where did he come from? So who, who are you, Stephen? I know who you are. I work with you. Right. But tell us, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself uh, on, on a personal level. Sure. So, um, you know, I've, I've been an IT guy and, um, for many, many years now. Uh, good over uh, almost 20 years now uh, being in the IT world. Um, as Aaron said, I actually work with them um, at Piedmont and uh, have a uh, you know great job there that I love. I'm the manager of uh, Epic Clinicals, a new project that we're doing right now. Uh, on a personal level, um, as far as um, exercises related, since this is um, sort of what we're discussing today, yep. um, you know I've, I've been you know an avid you know runner for a very long time. You know, was very athletic. Um, early on in my life and kind of uh, as normal uh, things happen, you know, college and life kind of gets in the way and uh, sort of ballooned up to a size that I didn't want to. So that's kind of why I started down this path of trying to get healthier. Excellent. Now, I did not realize that you had been a runner um, in, a, in, a, in a past life, as people always say. Now, did you run just recreationally or did you run in high school? or what? Tell us about a little bit about that. So I, I ran a little bit of track in high school. Um, didn't do it in college. I mostly ran recreationally in uh, in college. But um, you know, one of those people that you know, morning runner used to like to get up and start my day like that. Um, as life progressed, mornings didn't really <laughs> work out as well for me. So, <laughs> gotcha. Well, now, have you? Are you? Were you? Uh, um, again, this is just curiosity's sake for our listeners to kind of set the standard of who you are and kind of put a background on you now were you when you ran did, in high school did you run like the 400 meter or were you a cross-country guy or a sprinter what'd you do i'm just kind of curious i was a cross-country runner oh cool i see i always wanted to sign up for cross-country every year when they talked about it at the end of the year they would you know they would kind of recruit for sports for the next year and every year i would say i'm going to sign up for cross-country and then around the time that it got time to sign up i realized that you had to run to be in cross-country <laughs> And I always backed out of it because I was not a runner at all until about two years ago. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I never, I never had, never kind of 
never had reason to enough to want to do it and didn't really enjoy it. So uh, I'm happy yeah. to kind of find it late in life, but at least I found it, you know. Yeah. So I can't say I was great at it, but you know, <laughs> I did. I did do it. <laughs> that's right. So you're um, you're like me and like Mark and like Don. Um, all of us on this show here, we're all IT guys. We all have, quote unquote, to some degree or other desk jobs. Um, and we've all talked about and experienced it. I don't know if you've heard, probably haven't heard all the past episodes, uh, Stephen, but you know, I've got my standing desk at work, which I haven't been using lately because I've been dealing with some foot issues, but I'm, I'm going to get back on it. Mark's got to, actually at work right now, he's got a little bike under his desk that he pulls out and does some revolutions on periodically. Don had a standing desk at home for what, Don? Probably two years? I have no Don now, Mark, by the way. That's because he muted himself. Are you muted, Don? Nope, he muted himself. Hooray. <laughs> yeah, for probably two or three years. Yeah. And uh, we, we able to get a standing desk set up at work? I forgot myself. Uh, yeah, I do have a standing desk at work, um, which I am also not currently using because of foot issues, but I did not disassemble it. I just have a stool. Yeah. I've got my laptop next to my other desk, but um, same idea. So uh, out of all that, one day, Stephen and I were talking, and, and then uh, the next thing I know, he said, I'm building a tread pewter. And I was like, no way. And he was like, way. So what motivated you, Stephen, other than, you know, like you said, the, the mornings being, the early morning runs not being as frequent as they used to be. What, what motivated you to decide to do the, the tread pewter? Why did you pick that as your, as your avenue of choice to try to uh, have, fit a little exercise into your day? Sure. Well, you know, I, I'd always kind of been one of those people off and on working out at the gym. You know, I'd work out for, you know, a good stint of maybe a few weeks or a month, and then I'd just get out of it for <laughs> several months and never really was able to, to you know, get that motivation. So I thought, you know, if I can, if I can do something where um, when I'm not in a meeting, if I'm at my desk, I'm working, if there's something I could just do to um, keep myself you know, exercising, maybe it would be that little bit of motivation each day that I needed to actually um, right. do more than just that walking. And so um, you, when, so basically when you never use it then, because you said when you're not in a meeting. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point lately. That's, that's true. But uh, um, I do get in, I do get in a, a pretty good amount um, each day. That's good. Now, Joe, obviously if you, anybody that works in corporate IT of any type knows that most people, unless you happen to be that pure developer coder guy that gets to sit in the dark room in the corner and eat hot pockets and drink Mountain Dew, you, you know, you got to do the meeting. So, well, that's cool. And, and I was really excited about it because I've never actually seen one. Um, you know, when I talked to my manager and said, hey, I want to do a standing desk, the first thing she said was, that's great. The second thing she said was, you cannot do a tread pewter. Uh, apparently, she had had somebody at a previous uh job that had put one in and it was an old noisy loud clank to clank to clank to clank to clank to thing and drove everybody crazy so i don't have the option of the tread pewters I'm, I'm in a cubicle um but i was happy to see yours so tell us about a little bit about the research you did how you figured out what you were going to do and then what you did and i've, I've got sure. some pictures i took that uh for those of you who might be listening to this podcast on your mp3 player whatever you can go back and look at the show notes if you just downloaded this in the stream and see the actual actual photos of it and in use so anyway, sorry, Stephen, I didn't mean to right. ask you a question and interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so um, actually, my motivation to even start researching the the what can I do at, at my desk was actually with you, Aaron, with with your standing desk. I, you know, I saw that standing Ooh. desk and I was like, I know it's motivational. I was I was <laughs> thinking, you know, well, this is a great idea. You know, I can stand and maybe that'll get me kind of moving a little bit. 
And so I was kind of looking online to see what kind of standing desks people have done, and I, and I ran across that article uh, with uh, uh, Dr. Levine with uh, Mayo Clinic uh-huh. that had kind of started this little revolution with the, the treadmill desk idea, um, kind of an expansion of that, that standing desk. And, you know, I, I started researching more about the treadmill desk because I was like, this is a really great idea. You know, I can walk while I'm working in a, at the computer. So I actually ran across a, um, a blog that um, this, this lady named Amy, um, who um, has a blog on office walkers, um, and I, we can link to it later. I think it's officewalkers.ning.com. Um, and she she put this really really great post out there that said you know a lot of people you know there's been people interested in treadmill desks before and you know there's some expensive options you can do to make that work but hey here's a cheap one I built so you know I kind of looked at her article on how to build your own inexpensive treadmill desk and uh, you know that's where I kind of got leverage off of you know finding the right treadmill what I needed to to look for in a treadmill and kind of um, you know ran across the the right one for for me. Right. Um, so you know, I don't the the actual one that I, I don't know if you want to get into yet the what actually equipment I used, but um, Amy had mentioned in her blog post that you know there was this Amazon dot uh, com treadmill that she bought, this Confidence uh, Power Pro or Power Plus that she used. You know, I researched mm-hmm. a little bit more and found that the um, there's actually another treadmill that they have this little bit you know higher rating on there the uh, handles a heavier person than I did. You know, Amy's probably 150 or so. Um, you know, I'm a little bit larger than that, so I went ahead and uh, decided, you know, this is a pretty good price. Um, can handle my weight. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I took the plunge to go ahead and, and purchase this one. Um, you know, the one thing I, I wasn't sure of was uh, the one that Amy disassembled. It like it was a little bit easier to do in this one that I was uh, buying. No one had actually tried before, but, you know, Came in the mail. I disassembled it pretty pretty easily and got it hooked up at work. So it's uh, that I think you're you were right on that address. In case somebody's just listening to this, doesn't go back to the show notes. It's officewalkers.ning, N-I-N-G, not Bing, but Ning with an N. dot com. And so, what was the model again of that particular one that you you bought, Stephen? Do you remember sure. off the top of your head? Yeah, it's, it's Confidence Power Pro. I think is what it was called, and it's on Amazon.com. And you know I, I what? If I you want to buy for, something from Amazon, you can go to elementop.com and click on the Amazon tab, <laughs> and our listen, our uh, our listeners can support the show by buying something off of Amazon through that tab. Doesn't cost them anything else more, but elementop.com, the host of this podcast, Mark's Podcasting Network, will get a small percentage of the profits from uh, from that uh, purchase that way. So, just want to throw that in there. I don't want to forget. So, it's the Confidence Tower Pro, and it it. It didn't look like from when I was looking at it, Stephen, that it was it was too difficult to break apart. So this isn't something that you've got to be, um, you don't have to be a, a Bill Nye the Science Guy or an Adam Savage from MythBusters to take this thing apart to to be no, able to do this, right? Yeah. Definitely, definitely not. Um, you know, I I am not the mechanical person, <laughs> um, so I was a little bit afraid too when I you know got it and um, how if it would be easier or not. It, it really only took me. Honestly, about 30 minutes to um, take apart the the pieces I need to, you know, the a bolt here, bolt there, and um, pull the controller up through the the arm on the treadmill um, in order to disassemble the console. Um, and and again, with with treadmill desks, if you you know don't have um, 
you know, if you're just looking for a home option, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to disassemble a console or anything. Uh, in this right. case, I wanted to make sure it fit under my desk, but, um, it, you know, you don't have to do that for all people. But So basically what you did was you you took the the controller piece, the, the part that you control how many miles per hour you're going and all that in the time, you unattached that from the handrails, and then you laid the handrails down, if I remember correctly? Yes, I did. I, I was going to originally pull the, the handrails off, um, but the version that I actually purchased, the handrails act as a um, elevation to the treadmill. Right. Um, so I wanted to make sure I could keep that in order to level off the treadmill. Cool. And so, um, and then what you did, and then you and I talked about this a little bit. You just currently, it's just the. We back up. You bought a another little piece similar to what I bought for my standing desk, which is a little, just a little table. I think you might have got it at IKEA or somewhere. Where'd you get that? Yes, at IKEA. Um, just a little twenty dollar um, table that they sold. Uh, worked out really well. Perfect height for what I needed for my desk. Right. So you put that on your your original desk to put the the keyboard and what have you on, and then you just slipped the, the now headless treadmill up underneath the desk. And currently, you just have the um, you have the control panel just kind of laying up on the desk, right underneath it. Yeah, right now I, I do. Um, I haven't uh, fully attached it to the the table like I intended to. Um, right. I'm probably going to do that in the next couple of weeks. But. Yeah. So because we I, we when we were looking at it, I immediately struck me that that would be perfect. Um, you could attach the head. Uh, now that it's off the arms, you could attach to the little desk that he bought, the little standing table thing, and it would be, it would it would be really cool. I think you need to get about twenty of these, Stephen, and put them together and sell them on eBay or something. <laughs> I think you, I think you can make a killing, especially if you got you know you got two two guys that are totally you know look totally different, but one of them weighs like four hundred pounds and one weighs like one hundred seventy five, and got them to be the before and after pictures, and made a really <laughs> cheesy advertising video and put it on YouTube. I think they would sell like crazy. <laughs> Well, the um, how how much time a day, if, assuming you're in there, you, now you're only you, let me back up. When you're on it, how fast do you walk? What mile per hour do you set it on? Um, on this one, it's set at 1.5. Um, I don't know if it actually, you know, with a lower end treadmill, um, if it's actually going that fast. But uh, 1.5 <laughs> seems to be the setting for me, um, and it's a pretty good pace, you know, to be able to still walk and, and type on the keyboard. Um, I've I've been able to get it up to two miles per hour and be able to comfortably do it, but um, you know, still haven't lost uh, all the weight that I want yet. So um, that gets into a little sweating zone that you don't want to get into when you're at work. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't want to be like, oh, here comes Steven. He's been in the office. Everybody, give, him, <laughs> give him room, people. Give him room. Yeah, I saw right. a certain... I of... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I walked into one of those meetings after being on that treadmill and trying to go a little too fast above two miles an hour. And, you know, the question I got right away was, you've been on your treadmill, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out. Now, um, you know, I was talking before about my, my manager banning me from a treadmill because of the volume. Um, if I remember right, it was not that loud when we were in there. You could actually, you know, you could be on the phone comfortably having a conversation, even maybe even on the speakerphone and not, uh, and not, and not be bothersome. So, Am I right on that? I mean, have you used your speakerphone with it even while you're I mean, had it on speakerphone and actually walked while you've had the speakerphone on? Yeah, actually, it's it's worked really, really well. Um, that was one of the things I was worried about was the, how loud it was, even though it would be in my office if it's you know going to be too loud for the phone. 
this one's really, really quiet, um, and that's one of the reasons with that blog post when, when Amy had posted hers, she said the same thing. It was a really quiet treadmill. Um, I've not had anyone ever say while I was on the phone that they could hear it going. Cool. Well, I, you know what we'll do is, um, Stephen, we'll make sure we have in the show notes um, the link to the specific, if we can find it, the specific blog article on the, on the uh, officewalkers.ning.com. The one that talked about this model will have the link to Amazon um, for this particular treadmill and probably even for the one that Amy recommended in case you're a, a smaller person and you don't need the heavier duty one. And then and we might even try to find the actual item from Ikea you bought and put the link on there too and put a couple of pictures on there because I think a lot of people on something like this, uh, they, you know, you, it's not something that you can easily go down to Walmart and buy a tread pewter. You know, it, there is a little bit of experimentation and kind of building it. Uh, and I think that makes some people nervous. But if they can see, hey, Stephen Campbell did it. He, you know, he here's the pieces that I know go together. I know this works. I know this well, functions. I think let people me just are more say, likely to buy it. If you're not adventurous and you're willing to spend some money, uh, you can find ready-made treadmill computer desks for, you know, anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. Uh, you know, but certainly not the two or three hundred that you can build your own for. Yeah, well, twelve hundred dollars. I'm going to get lipo and just forget about it. <laughs> Not right. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You can't get lipo for twelve hundred. I've looked into it. So if you've so, got uh, twelve hundred to spare, hit the donate button at the top of lnop.com. Exactly right. And if you're going to buy a twelve hundred dollar tread, Peter, make sure you do it through Amazon. Uh, so Stephen, that's something we haven't talked about. How much? You said the the desk piece you bought was about twenty bucks, and I think mine was about fifteen. So anybody that wants a standing desk, you should be able to do that for under twenty dollars. But how much was this treadmill? If you if you don't mind me asking, if you remember off the top of your head, there. Sure, it was it was about um, you know with tax and shipping and everything was about three hundred and sixty bucks from Amazon. Uh, I think it was free shipping, but with tax was this three fifty and then three sixty with all the taxes and everything that I had. Um, so it wasn't too I, bad. You know, that I was willing to to spend that. The the one that's actually a little um, less than the one. Um, that one's only, uh, I think, two hundred and forty bucks. But again, it has a weight limit of two hundred pounds. Right. Yeah. And and you, if anybody's ever, if you've ever used a a lower end treadmill, and by lower end, I mean less than you know fifteen hundred bucks. Not one of the the whatever they're called, the brand name that you always see in in the gyms, the EFX or whatever. Um, anyone I've ever been on, regardless of what the weight limit says, it's easy to to make it go backwards if you step wrong or uh, things like that. So. If you're, you know, if you are over the weight limit of it, I would definitely recommend getting the heavier one. I think you'd be, what you wouldn't want to do, I'm guessing, what, what I'm trying to say is, you wouldn't want to buy the $240 one in an attempt to save 100 bucks, disassemble it, set it all up, and then end up not using it because it doesn't work well for you. So uh, right. if you're if you're over that 200 pounds, go ahead and spend the extra 120 bucks and get something that you'll use. Yeah. One other uh, just thing to mention that um, that. That one that's 240 has a timer limit automatically on it that was 30 minutes uh, for whatever reason that a lot, a lot of the blog posters after Amy's post kind of complained about. The one that I that I purchased the higher, uh, the level up, uh, does not have that limit. So I've actually been able to walk for a couple of hours without it stopping. Oh, cool. So what's, what kind of miles are you doing? Um, you know, we talked about about a mile and a half an hour. So if sure. you do, a, do an hour, you're doing a mile and a half. So what... Just ballpark it. What how, what average a week are you th do you think you're getting in? Um, I've been able to average per day about two miles. Um, 
uh, one week I actually went ahead and counted because I had you know a lot less meetings than usual that week. <laughs> I was able to get in. A, <laughs> I was able to get in a, a total of ten miles of walking that week. That's awesome. I mean, ten extra miles of, of walking in a week is that is that is really really good. And there's there's yeah. so many added benefits. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Stephen. No, I was in a. It's, a lot of this was about the motivation. So now that I'm walking, I'm also able to uh, convince myself to, to go into the gym and do my strength training at the gym, um, which cool. is really, really helpful with the weight loss. Well, the, the, the thing is that some people don't realize, I think, um, they will if they listen to this podcast because we've talked about it over and over, is beyond just the calories that you burn, the movement of the walking uh, is so healthy and beneficial for you. You know, your circulatory system, I'm taking you back to anatomy and physiology 101, your circulatory system depends on the contraction of your lower leg muscles to a certain degree and circulation of your extremities, especially down in your feet and ankles and those kind of things. Uh, the lymphatic system and all that depends on your muscles contracting and releasing and contracting and releasing. That's part of the whole circulatory system. You, people who are real sedentary, especially if you're overweight, end up with a lot of uh, edema in their lower legs. I, I know I used to have terrible pitting edema in my, like from my mid-calf down, um, just from sitting all the time and not walking uh, ever. And um, th that just just walking that mile or two a day really makes a huge difference. So um, if you're, if you're going to do this, if you're thinking about doing it, don't just look at, well, I'll burn an extra 200 calories a day and I'll lose a little weight. There are health benefits beyond just pure weight loss just from actually doing the activity. So, Don, Mark, y'all been y'all been fairly quiet. I know you've just been just been enthralled by uh, the tread pewter story because I know you're both itching to go build one now, but you just can't do it. Not Mark, you're sorry, you're in a cube, but they're like me, you can't do the tread pewter. Don, I'm sure it's the same I'm, kind of thing at work. I'm ridiculously jealous. jealous, actually. Yes, <laughs> I know you are. Um, people, some people probably think I was being facetious, but I know Don's actually jealous of the tread pewter. Oh, I'm just sitting here, just seething. Yeah, no, I just. <laughs> I don't don't care for anybody that actually has one of these things because I went through yeah. You, you actually you stupid. actually started to make one, didn't you, Don? I I obtained a treadmill for the purposes of treadmill. Yes, it, it worked <laughs> for one. The treadmill worked for one day. Yeah. <laughs> Yours was used though. I didn't actually pay any money for the treadmill, but right. You know, I'm yeah, kind what of you a paid for. Pod, hence being on the Element OP network. You know, I thought about you the other day, Don, on it was around here we had apparently like a big trash day. Uh, I don't really know when those are since I've just gotten here, but somebody had put a treadmill out for the trash. And uh, I thought, you know, I wonder if that works even a little bit. Cuz even if it just barely works, I'm sure Don would like to have it. Yeah. That yeah. would've been awesome. I do have a question for Steven. Steven, I do a lot of typing. At my job, how is typing while you're trying to walk on the tread pewter? I mean, is it is it more problematic at higher speeds? I'm sure, but if you're just at your normal clip, how does that work out for you? Yeah, actually, it's it's once you if you're initially when you're doing it, it of course it's a it's a little um, off putting. You kind of have to get used to walking while you're typing. Um, but you know, within a couple of days, I was really really used to it. And again, if if I kept it below that two mile an hour mark, I had no problems whatsoever. I can move the mouse around, type all, you know, and have a conversation on the telephone at the same time. So, um, yeah, not too bad. You're probably building all kinds of neurons doing those things simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> you probably just you probably just de-aged your brain by five years by doing those three things at the same time. Indeed. <laughs> so, whenever you're actually walking, are you putting, you know, I rest my arms on the keyboard. 
Are you getting, is your desk rocking because you're moving your body and you're resting your arms on the keyboard? Uh, or, or do you, is your desk steadier than that? Or is that kind of why you're wanting to attach everything together? What does that look like for uh, you? You know, actually, it's, it's pretty stable. Um, I don't really have any rocking motion thing. Um, I don't really rest my hands on the keyboard. I've kind of learned that over the years just to kind of prevent your wrist from, um, you know, having problems later on. But, um, yeah, usually I'm just uh, typing away at it. I don't really rest the arms, and it's not really shaking all that much. Um, the only time that I really do have any kind of, you know, major issues, um, not major, but just issues with kind of the stability of it, is if I'm actually trying to write something while walking, uh, taking notes <laughs> like or something. Like handwrite, that's, pen to paper that's a type of thing. more difficult to do. <laughs> I've got a, I've got my screen shared right now, Mark. I don't know if you've got that on the live stream or not. Um, it's a, it's a photo of actually Stephen walking on the, on the tread pewter. Um, you can also see his little refrigerator under the desk too, which I'm sure is full of healthy snacks. And you can see the little table from, from, uh, from Ikea there. And so, um, it, it, it seemed to go, you know, fit back there behind his regular office style desk, no problem. And, uh, didn't really seem to be a, a big deal. So I'm, I'm. Still, like I said, I'm interested in in having one one day, but unfortunately, until I get promoted, Stephen. So the next time, you know, if, when you're talking to my manager, put a good word in for me, and uh, maybe I'll get that big promotion and get my office in the corner and uh, be able to get a tread pewter. Stephen, I appreciate you being with us, and um, and I'm, I, you know, you said my my standing desk inspired inspired you a little bit to do this, and well, your tread pewter's inspiring me to stand back up at my standing desk. Can't put the standing desk desk gauntlet down and then sit back down. I've got to got to get back at it. So, uh, thanks for being with us, and Don, Mark. Unless you guys have any other questions, I'm gonna let Stephen go and enjoy his evening with his family. That's good. All right. Thanks, Stephen. All right. Have Thank a good you. night. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was Stephen Campbell and. Uh, the real deal. This is not a this is not a TV actor playing somebody that owns a tread computer. This is a real person who bought a computer. No, they didn't buy a computer. They had a computer supplied by their business. But they bought a treadmill, and they built a tread computer, and they're using it at work and being successful with it. So if you're interested in doing this, you can do it. It is possible. It's not just a bunch of uh, blog posts and 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 Mr. Fixit guys online doing it. This is a real achievable thing for just about anybody that's interested in trying to do it. So. I encourage you to get out there and do that. And uh, next up on the show is Elizabeth Connect I, I, from. I, I, you're not going to allow commentary at all. Oh, I had. I thought y'all'd give it while they had the question. So, so he's a real deal. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> Guys, do you have any comments on the tread pewter? Well, not specifically on the tread pewter, but on on office health in general. I just thought it would be uh, you would be interested to know. Uh, in fact, you came over to my cube the other day and chastised me for the fact that you hadn't seen me using my little uh, it was more of bicycle. a comment than a chastisement yeah well okay actually um, it was a, it was kind of a what's the word i'm looking for it was a is a pointed barb was that what it was yeah, it was i said i said mark you can't use your your uh, pedal thingy if it's over here beside the desk and your perfectly factual response was i can't use it under the desk because the desk is too low Right, and so I accepted that comment and that correction and moved on. I internalized it and made it my own. So anyway, I was using it. I was using it. I was uh, watching an online training video, so I had nothing, literally nothing else to do. So I pushed my chair back a little bit while I had my 
headphones in and was was pedaling along and and um uh, one of the, the the people in a in a neighboring cube i guess as they were walking by whatever caught their attention so she came over and and asked me about it and commented on it. and then, then this morning two other ladies uh, came over and said i heard about that let me see this i want where'd you get this that was so we may have a proliferation of under the desk uh, bicycles in the near future wouldn't it be awesome if piedmont offered some kind of incentive um like a uh like we'll buy you an under the desk spinner thing we'll reimburse you what do you want to, what do you call that a desk bike yeah, it's a stationary bike yeah. stationary bike uh well we will buy you an under the desk stationary bike we'll be back up we'll reimburse you for an under the desk stationary bike after you buy one and you put x number of hours on it something like that I think that'd be awesome for them to do that. And I'm not expecting them to go out and spend $360 for every person for a tread Peter in a cube, but anything I think to promote um, that kind of thing would be fantastic. Yeah. The little you know, bicycle it, I think was, it was less than $60. I think it was either 40 or 50, but it was not more than that. Right. I, I think I remember you telling me it was like $56. I think is what for some reason that number comes to mind. Um, but you know, 42. if I was the, if I was the man, if what? I was the manager, if I was a manager, um, if I was a guy who called meetings instead of got called to meetings more often, I would I would have some of those meetings standing up. I, you know, I, there's no reason not to. If it's going to be a 20 minute meeting, you can stand up for a 20 minute meeting. If you have a physical reason you can't, then you can sit down. Uh, I purposely we had a we had a what's that word? Um, what do we have today? Marked it at three o'clock. A meeting. Two o'clock. Staff meeting. Staff meeting. We had an all epic team staff meeting. And I purposely did not take a chair when I went in there, even though my foot's a little bit sore because I, want, I had been sitting on my bumpkiss all day long and I wanted to stand for that 30, 45 minutes or whatever. And, you know, it was a decision I made and I was happy about it. And um, it was not a big deal. It's not like, you know, toot, toot, here's my horn, I'm tooting it. It was uh, It's just a matter of those little things add up. Just the opposite, the little candy bar I had adds up too. So, you know, <laughs> I got to have, have the standing because I had the Hershey's mini bar later. But, Works um, both ways. It does. So anyway, uh, yeah. Any other comments on office health? Uh, any other anecdotal evidence? So Don, what people have you? You haven't said what do people say about your standing desk at work? Usually, what? do they make you stand up all day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they is, but yes. And now the people bosses. think that my desk is just interesting because I have this really tall stool in front of a computer that's set up on the top of shelf of the hutch on my desk and then they just think i'm weird but they pretty much think i'm weird already so it doesn't hurt anything they'll figure it out whenever i go back to standing the thing is they're not wrong about you being weird that's absolutely correct let's go ahead um you know originally i was going to talk about this in the warm-up but it's 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 appropriate now because don's mentioning that he has a stool at his standing desk don but aaron we've already done the warm-up but we didn't talk about it in the warm-up asynchronously because we're going to talk about it now. And so we'd have just glossed over it during the warm-up and nobody would have known. There's no Nobody out there knows we do this asynchronously. But I don't know how much we glossed over it because it's asynchronous. We're, we're not going to mention it at all. Actually, we're going to have to mention it. So um, let's, let's, let's mention it here and at the beginning. Okay. We'll pretend. You'll see. We'll make this so later out. when the, we do the beginning, we'll have to mention it but not talk about it, so that when we get to this point now, the timeline Perfect. will be correct. Perfect. See, this is what happened when you see do this. Where Superman has to fly back around the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Don, tell us why. Mm-hmm. This, tell me the sad story of why 
You have a standing desk with a stool in front of it. My foot is broken. And Wait, it's Aaron's story. fault. Oh, yes, it is Aaron's fault. Well, whenever I went to see Aaron and meet Mark in Atlanta just a few short weeks ago, um, Aaron and I went for a run. Was that Sunday morning? And uh, he, Aaron and his new minimal sneakers and I and my new pair of Vibrams because I'd actually worn a hole through the sole of the old pair. I've worn them so much. And we uh, we only ran like a mile and a half or so, but I hadn't run in a couple of months because I've been biking. And uh, we got a little goofy toward the end and Aaron was going a little bit faster and I was going a little bit faster. And then we were all of a sudden sprinting and then all of a sudden we were racing. And then we get back to the house and we had a good time. It was fun and uh-huh. didn't really, you know, there was no pop or crack or anything like that. But we get back to the house, and my foot started to hurt. And over the next couple of weeks, my foot still hurt. And it hurt in the manner that it hurt whenever I broke the bone uh, on in my foot on the outside come, coming down from the pinky toe. Um, I'd broken that same bone I think uh, the, like the, six or seven years ago. Anatomical name for it is the pinky tarsal. <laughs> pinky tarsal. Indeed, that pink tarsal bone I have broken before and it felt pretty much the same. So I said, oh, I got to go to the doctor and the doctor x-rays it. And long story short, I didn't break it. Pop snap. I broke it. Um, the metaphor the doctor uses is that you have the pink tarsal and it connects to your ankle bone with this tendon. And the tendon is so strong, it would be like if you were towing a car with another car and you had a rope in between that it's really hard to break. It's a very strong rope. So what you'll end up doing is tearing the bumper off the car. And I tore the bumper off the car. I had separated from bone from bone. And I had splinters of bone in my foot. Well, we did physical therapy for a few weeks because you have to fix that tendon. The tendon has to put everything, you know, has to release or whatever. And things go back in place so that the bone can heal. And I didn't respond to that after about six weeks. So he had me go for an MRI. And the MRI was going to tell us if that rope that is very strong actually did break if I had torn the tendon and the reason that they needed to know that is that the bone can only heal if the tendon is back in place if the tendon is also torn the tendon will not go back into place the tendon needs the bone to be whole to go back into place if it's torn and if neither of those two can work off of each other then you have to have surgery so up until Friday I thought I was up until yesterday I thought I was going to have to have surgery the news is that I do not have to have surgery yes I'm excited I did not tear tendon uh, I have tendinosis, which means that that rope in between uh, is has unraveled a bit. Um, he said that it had uh, frayed, so I, I have an some fibers, but didn't tear it in yeah, two. Exactly. So, which apparently takes a very long time to heal. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm cleared from everything that does not involve me leaving the ground. Right. Including per, per per the instructions of Doctor Steve. The uh, orthopedic surgeon that we had early on. If you're injured or have any type of injury, do stuff where you don't leave the ground. Keep your feet on the ground. So, all right. Well, that's good news, Don. That you, that there's no surgery. Bad news that you can't run and stuff right now. But good news that no surgery. So, all right. Now, unless Mark tells me I can't, um, we're going to transition the show to Elizabeth Connect of Cave Mom Chronicles to hear her our weekly cooking slash recipe tip. Cave Mom Chronicles in the house. Aw, yeah. We got Elizabeth Connect here bringing recipes and tips for you to eat and cook healthier and better. Elizabeth, what's on the menu today? What up, Aaron? Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, How yo. How is it in the hood in St. Louis? 
in the loo. In the loo, uh, that's what they call it. On, on the north side. I, we're, we're, <laughs> it's all good in the hood. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. It's <laughs> so great in the ATL as well. <laughs> <laughs> in Hotlanta. Yeah. Uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, having fun or enabling yourself to have more fun in the kitchen right. and to make your cooking go a little smoother. Do you want to know how you do that, Aaron? I would. Does it involve uh, meringue and flippers? Wow, that's kind of fun. I've never <laughs> I don't know. About <laughs> <laughs> you know what it might from now on. All right. Um, my favorite way uh, to have fun is I crank on some music, usually some blues or, uh, or a good mix, and uh, kick off my shoes because I love to cook barefoot. And um, to keep it simple, because I don't like to stress out, but I always do, if you do all of your cutting of your vegetables and your meat, and then you measure out all your seasonings and have everything ready before you start cooking, what they call a mise en place, uh, if you get all of that ready to go, when you have everything on hand and in the right amount, you can just choo, 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 put everything together, complete with sound effects. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> you put everything together and you can add all the right ingredients at the right times instead of still be trying to stir and chicken's ready to flip and you know, you're still right. busy cutting your vegetables and nothing's ready at the right time. That's what always looks so easy on TV, right? Right. Well, they always measure everything out ahead of time. (laughs) And having everything prepped for you by other people is nice too. So if you can drag your kids or significant other into doing it, there you go. Right. But having it all out ahead of you, ahead of time, before you start cooking is a great way to really make your cooking process go smoothly. And then clean as you go. And I hate to clean and I'd rather save it for someone else to do. Um, But if you clean up as you go as much as possible, it really helps the process of getting everything onto the table and being less stressed at the end of it. That's a great tip. Sounds silly, but it works. That's a great tip because there is just about any meal you do, there's a little bit of standing around and, you know, you can rinse a plate in between a flip of the meat and you can, and then at the end of your dinner, when you're done, you just want to relax and enjoy the wonderful meal that you made. You're not, okay, now I got to go clean the kitchen. Have you yeah. heard that phrase? If you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. <laughs> I hate that, but it really does help. If you clean a bowl and you wash a pan or put everything to soak so that somebody else does it later, um, right. it's good. You know, it really helps you out in the end, so. That's awesome. You know, cooking should be fun. It should be enjoyable. It shouldn't be, shouldn't always be a task. So thanks for that fantastic tip, Elizabeth. If you want more tips and uh, wonderful ideas, including some fantastic recipes and hear about Elizabeth's own incredible story and journey to health, you can go to cavemomchronicles.com and check it all out. Thanks. Thank you. Another fantastic tip from Elizabeth connect cavemomchronicles.com. Like I said, so, um, Guys, anything else before we wrap up the show, quote unquote, and go back and record the beginning? I don't know what you're talking about, Aaron. Asynchronous. So the, the, the title of the show is Tread Peter, parentheses, plausible deniability, parentheses. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, before you buy a Tread Peter or run on a Tread Peter or rip off a piece of your bone or rip the bumper off your car, uh, we recommend that anytime you're going to start some kind of health, exercise, fitness, diet program that you can sell, your healthcare provider.